Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hi, everybody. I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And we are recording this uh, just a few hours after the big news came down. So uh, we're all kind of in a good mood. Would, would yeah. that be fair to say? Yeah. 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 So let's talk about some Star Trek. This week we are talking about The Return of the Archons, or as I have it titled, Misbehaving Godman Part 5, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, or A Typical Week in Oklahoma in the Early Years of the 21st Century. Or... Return of the Hooded Dildo Wheelers. Um, Yes. Which, it's been a couple weeks since I watched it, and I'm not entirely sure if I understand my last alternate title. And then we're also watching a very seminal episode, Space Seed, uh, or I Heart the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Starting off with uh, Return of the Archons, what do we think? Fam? (laughs) I'm going to edit that out. Future me, edit that out. What do we think? (laughs) No. The future you keep it in. Okay, okay, okay. Gamble, gamble, gamble. (laughs) I kind of like Return of the Archons. It does have some problems. Yeah. But overall, and it, it, again, it has been a couple weeks since you and I watched it. But yeah, so for what I remember, I remember liking it. I was very confused about one specific part of it because it doesn't make sense to me and I feel like it's a plot hole. Um, but maybe somebody can explain it to me and tell me what they meant by it. Why was there the purge in the beginning? <laughs> I don't think they explained it. I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, they were just, just like, well, this is what we're going to happen. I forget. What did they call it in the show? It well, was the festival. Red Time. The Festival. Red hour. Festival. Festival. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was totally with them for the rest of it. There was like, ah, okay, they have, like, this weird, very cult-like, creepy god thing. Oh, it turns out it's a computer. They're worshipping the computer while realizing it's a computer. Okay, got it. That's a sci-fi thing. And I'm like, but wait a minute. Why was the purge necessary? Is that just a plot device so, like, the Enterprise would feel, like, needed and emboldened to go and fuck up this planet's culture? (laughs) Maybe. Rick and Morty did an episode kind of similar to that, where, like, they were all peace and harmony and stuff, and then one night of the year, they did, like, basically the purge. Yeah. Uh, to, like, get rid of their... Well, I mean, it, it, the purge is the same same theory, too, like, to get rid of all their horrid desires and stuff. Mm-hmm. To, well, to bang strangers if they so wish. Which could be an explanation for why the god has decided that, like, you know, oh, yes, uh, during the festival, one can, you know, commit as many atrocities as they want to. But they didn't say that in this episode. They were just like, it's the festival. Time to hook the captain into our wacky hijinks. And then they never talk about it again. And actually... As you're talking, wasn't there something where they some of them were excused from the purge? The older some, folks were. If you was got it just the older age, people? Yeah. Okay, like, oh, okay, you did this enough. You don't have to do it this year. But they didn't really 
they didn't give us much info on that. No. Just the fact that, like, they looked at Kirk and was like, hey, you look young enough. Why aren't you out there killing people right now? Yeah, y'all should be divesting some people of their clothing. Right. (laughs) Like you do every other episode. I'm confused on why you're not doing it this one. I see their concept. It's just, I feel like I say this a lot. I feel like I see the concept, but I think they did not land the execution. Mm, yes. It's an oddly influential episode in sci-fi because this is actually really the patient zero of the this trope. Uh, the makers of the Purge film series have even said that this was direct a, a direct mm-hmm. influence on them. Ben Ben Stiller, his production company is is actually called Red Hour Productions. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he's a huge Star Trek fan. Um, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, huge, yeah. like ridiculous, like uh, nice. uh, in Zoolander, uh, Mugatu. Mm-hmm. Is, oh. is a creature that you'll see eventually in the original series ah. as well. Yeah, I think what I like the most about it are the p- parts where it gets like deeper than I think they meant to get. And I will explain in one particular thing. And I think it's Spock, but somebody correct me if I'm wrong. They're talking about the mindset of these people. And Spock is like, no, it's not simple. It's not ridiculous. It is very, very dangerous. And I just love that line because it was such a good reminder to like not underestimate the power of some systems of thought that like you can dismiss it as being simple or, you know, something like that actually can be very dangerous um and unless might... we've only just recently right. yeah we've only just few hours that out. come we, around to we could have heated this in 2016 but we were kind of still at that point well i guess in 15 and 16 we were still kind of joking around like haha he'll never win the primary oh shit he just won and maybe if we'd taken that a little bit seriously we we might have been okay but who knows yeah we had our purge and now it's over <laughs> one would hope i'm just oh <laughs> gotta keep working you know we can't we can't rest can't. you know we, we can we can take like two days off you know yeah <laughs> and then we gotta go back to work yeah <laughs> a lot of broken things and this episode lost a little bit when it was like kirk was talking about something and said that freedom has to be earned and i'm like that isn't that like the opposite of freedom like you don't earn yeah. Yeah. I was well, like, uh, Kirk, no. And, and they, <laughs> they can only be taken away. <laughs> and, and they left the guy behind to to return their culture to a human form. And I'm like, colonizer much? Like, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe let them figure their own stuff out. Right, like, yes, right. Yes, their computer god, but, you know, they can figure out culture on their own, right? Right. Like, they also, they just want to sweep in and fuck up an entire, like, planet society. <laughs> it's so... And then it, they're like, adios. Right. <laughs> so that they do that because that is like, as as the the mythos of Star Trek becomes a little more concrete as we march through this season, that is like the one thing Starfleet must never, ever do. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it's their prime directive. You don't awesome. interfere with the development of another culture. Wasn't this episode the first time they actually mentioned the term prime directive they did but they didn't follow it like no, no. they literally bit. said the words out loud i think yeah. for the first time because i don't remember hearing it before yeah. now and they say yeah. oh but the prime directive states that and i'm like y'all did it anyway and kirk was like it only applies if we like the way they're shaping up and i'm like <laughs> bro bro you and i have been good for a long time like why 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 am i just now realizing you suck Sometimes it, it takes things happening in real life to go, hmm, yeah. I think I'm viewing this from a different lens now. <laughs> yeah. So I've come into this without any 
prior opinions or anything, right? Like it's into the whole Star Trek series as a whole. I like Star Trek. I don't like Kirk. I really, really, really don't like Kirk. And if you had said that to yeah. me like a year ago, we'd be in a fight right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think you will like subsequent captains much more. Yes. Uh I think you will dig Picard. I think you will really dig Cisco. I think you will dig. I think you'll dig Deep Space Nine, big time. Like every, I, I'm rewatching Deep Space Nine for the second time this year, and <laughs> the most frequent thought I have is, "Oh, Z's really gonna like this when we get here." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's seeds of things to come in Star Trek: The Next Generation, or in Star Trek: The Original Series. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and I appreciate getting to see these things firsthand that I don't have like a huge experience with the original series the way Mac did. So it's kind of nice to see the beginnings of these things. But yeah, like more and more, anytime I see Kirk and I'm like, Picard wouldn't have done that. Picard would <laughs> So like every single time I'm like, nah, I need another captain. Come like, on. Like, like <laughs> you're really? actively making this situation yes. worse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like he just keeps getting more and more of a dick. Like, <laughs> like at first I was like, oh, okay, like he's a captain, you know, he's got to, he's got to make these tough decisions. And now I'm like, these tough decisions just suit what goes on in your pants. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right, I though. I don't care about your pants. <laughs> yeah, he's like not a good captain. He, I think he is better in the movies, but by that yeah. point, he is demonstrably at least middle-aged. Ah. Older Kirk is a little bit easier to yes. take in because he is not like, hello, miss. Okay. I see you haven't brought me <laughs> coffee, so you don't work for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> in, yeah, yeah, in young Kirk is. Ugh. In the beginning of Return of the Akrons, um right when the festival begins, this woman just randomly launches herself out of the crowd into his arms and they're making out. And I was like, oh, okay, is this the make-out quota for the episode? Is this, is this where that's happening? <laughs> Pretty much. It's in his contract. I specifically said one lady per week. <laughs> said one different lady. So you must fire Janice and bring me new every week. <laughs> I see a lot reflected in Kirk that is the same that I see in... Some people that I've met in, you know, just my professional life, it's like, wow, you've kind of been failing upwards your whole life because you're a white dude, right? Like, yes, kind of just he, that's the energy he gives off. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah, I agree. I like middle age Kirk much better. And not to say that he doesn't have his flaws and quirks. But he is—he's a lot easier to take. It's becoming clear that I may not be as big a fan of the original series, the TV show, as I used to be. But I still have a great affection for the original series movies when they—when yes. when we get yes. around to them. They're—they're they're quite good. Well, at least three of them are great. Three of them are great, <laughs> and there's stuff to like in all of them. I haven't seen any of the movies oh, other than the uh, the remake with the uh, Chris Pine and all them. Yeah, I'm I've seen those. To that, yeah. We're we're gonna have fun there because it, it's gonna it, it's gonna be interesting. There's gonna be six weeks of this show where we're going to hate, then love, then hate, then love, <laughs> then hate, then love again. Yes, yes. Luckily, the love, the final one, is is definitely a love thing. But, so. but then right after that, we're gonna go with the first episode of the Next Generation, and it's gonna be like, ugh. God. I think even the first episode of the Next Gen is better than some of these original series episodes. I'm gonna 
I'm going to stake that right okay, now. That, that's a discussion as we get through further <laughs> on in time. I have no idea what we're talking about because I've only seen like a couple of Next Generation episodes. Um, but already I can tell that I feel like those are fighting words. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and they might be because it's not a great <laughs> episode of television. But I'm I'm excited for that. <laughs> I, I have for decades now called the first episode of The Next Generation probably the sweatiest two hours of television that have ever been produced. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I can't wait until we get to talk about that. But yep. anyway, we are we are in Return yet. of the Archons right Return now. Return of the Archons, of course. So we have a misbehaving god again. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and right as the episode ended, there was a title card that said Story by Gene Roddenberry. And I was like, really? <laughs> really? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah, definitely Gene Roddenberry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed that Roddenberry managed to get Kirk tied up to a St. Andrew's cross in this episode. So, you know, that was fun. Really? You just gotta pull that out of your garage, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. They did a lot of using of different backlots and sets. Mm. Yeah, there's a weird diversity in location in this episode, but it yeah. also looks ridiculously cheap. Like they they shot on a city backlot, they shot in a castle, uh, <laughs> then they shot on their own like alien ship set for a little while. Uh, it, it was it was interesting. They just kind of threw everything at the wall and saw what stuck. Yeah. yeah, it actually brought me out because I was like basically like screaming on my notebook, uh, like, what time period is this? Like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and we talked about how Roddenberry had stolen from Twilight Zone before. And yeah. I wrote a note before I realized that Roddenberry had written this one. I'd written a note that says feels more like a Twilight zo Zone episode right now in the beginning when we're getting to the purge and we don't know what's happening. And I was like, oh, that explains it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very much the first episode of Twilight Zone did. Where is everybody? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those towns that have gone crazy. And, yeah. And there's yeah one guy left that makes any sense. Yep. We are running a little close to our commercial time. Has anybody else got anything specific about Return of the Archons before we move to commercial break? Mm -mm. Not really, unfortunately. The, this episode for me like, was just kind of like, eh, all right, I see what you're doing. I'm not sure it worked, but I see what you're doing. <laughs> I have one note here. like, there, <laughs> It's just juvenile uh, commentary. Like, There was uh, a lot of talk of be people being filled with things this week, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. It makes me wonder, like, did they film this? It was, like, near the end of the week or near the end of, like, like to a vacation point, and everyone's just sort of, like, <laughs> silly and loose with it, you know? Could be, could be. <laughs> I wonder. Let me, let me, let me check <laughs> with internet, because it, <laughs> Star Trek is one of the most well-documented in their production like it was 50 years ago but i can tell you exactly what days it was filmed oh i did have one more thing about this episode oh, too okay but before you get do, there do you already have it i have it oh right wow now. i was gonna give you time to look no it up. no i All got right. it pulled up right now it was filmed december 6th 1966 to december 14th 1966 they were right going to christmas break yeah oh you my god right on the money eris right on the money because that's what it feels like it feels like everyone's like eh <laughs> Let's just phone it in, boys. Yeah. <laughs> We're going home a little bit. Like, screw this. <laughs> it's like me on Friday. Like, I'm honestly, it's like me yesterday where I was like, it's a Friday. I don't have to come back to work until Tuesday. <laughs> and then I get Wednesday off. So, <laughs> phoning it in, kicking books out to the curb. Here's your books, lady. <laughs> no. 
I, uh, oh no, I, as a librarian, I do not kick books. That was a joke. <laughs> it was a metaphor for my emotional state. I take books. I'm very kind to books. I love books. I, I treat them well and with respect. <laughs> we believe you. Um, <laughs> it, al- it also says on Memory Alpha, the, the official Star Trek wiki, that just why festival takes place and how frequently it occurs is never made entirely clear in the episode. So you you didn't miss anything. It's just never addressed. <laughs> Called that one too. <laughs> All right, you had one more thing. Before yes, we go to I did. <laughs> okay, so Mac and I are currently listening to an audiobook um, of the oral history of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the series, and Angel. And there is a, a lot of interviews with uh, James Marsters, who plays Spike in those series. And he, for these books, he talked about how whenever he would have to like faint or like grab his head for anything, he would think about Shatner because if you look at old Star Trek episodes, Shatner never wanted to mess up his hair. So if he ever had to do something, like he would very, you would see him very intentionally like fall or grab his head in a way that doesn't mess up his hair. And I never had noticed that before. And then we watched this episode and yes, there's a moment and I forget what exactly what happens. Like they're like the Landry was like getting into their brains or whatever. So everyone's like grabbing their head and like falling over. You will see Shatner very intentionally not grab his hair as he is falling forward very carefully not to mess himself up. And so I will never not notice that again going forward. <laughs> oh my gosh. Huh? Okay. No, th- all right. Yeah. I can see yeah, that. Yeah. A lot of one, pomade happening there, I'm sure. Like <laughs> One thing I would add is that uh this most recent uh series of episodes that have just aired of Lower Decks, the animated uh series that just premiered, uh they did return to this planet in their season finale <laughs> and uh the uh, the people went immediately back to worshiping Landrew. <laughs> And apparently Kirk, the only thing Kirk's crew did to, to prevent that was hang a sign on Landrew that says, do not worship. And then they just, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's how it feels like, honestly, yeah. they're like right. back in the ship, everybody. Mm-hmm. We done fucked up this planet. Goodbye. <laughs> that's kind of Kirk's philosophy. Yeah. That sums it up. <laughs> just, and- he's like an interplanetary tornado. <laughs> So with that, I think we'll go to our commercial break. Commercial break! <laughs> Have you recently gotten rid of a despotic leader? Are you afraid of what he'll do after being out of power? Inject him! Put that mother yeah. on ice. Put that guy in one of our freezers and inject him right into space. Yeah. Problem solved! Kick him to the curb. Put him in the fishnets and put him on ice. <laughs> we have room not only for the despot, but all of his followers, all 44 of them. And the woman he picks up when he yeah. wakes up. But then you'll just put him on a planet and everything will be fine and it'll never come up again. Nope. That's your problem, 23rd century. <laughs> Buy now yes, and you get a whole open. set of net clothes. Put the Is orange that... toddler in a fishnet jumpsuit and send him into space. <laughs> him Ew, into space. I don't want to see that. <laughs> Now I'm imagining it. Ew. So with with that done, I think we'll go to our messages of social enlightenment. Stacey Abrams, send tweet. The end. <laughs> there are some amazing heroes right now, and the work is still not over. So please continue to support your local organizations that are out there doing the good work. 
And if you have the extra cash, um, considering donating to Act Blue, um, they are, I mean, they're essentially a charitable organization that kind of splits up proceeds to different political fronts um, to help progressive values. Wear a mask still. I mean, that yeah. ain't over just because we got rid of the one thing that was bugging right, us. Right, right, right. Nose and mouth, nose and mouth. Yes, please. Re- yep. Reverse Batman if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> And cough like Batman into the crook of your... Pretend you're wearing a cape and yeah. just yeah. cough into it. Yeah. <laughs> Do the whole Phantom of the Opera thing. It'll, it's fine. It's fun. <laughs> Pretend you're a train robber. Go to the bank wearing a mask. How often do they let you just go to the bank and wear a mask? <laughs> like, this is the only time to get it out, guys. It's never. It's yes. like, hopefully, <laughs> it's not going to happen again. Yeah, yeah. Get your fun in now. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Honestly, self-care and health is very important. So, you know, eat your green leafy things. Take a walk every once in a while. Do some deep breathing exercises. There's a vegetable out there for you. Go find it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, um, weirdly enough, I love roasted Brussels sprouts. Who knew? I strangely do, too. When they're, like, crispy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, not mushy. Gotta be crispy. No, no, never mushy. Yes. I like potatoes. Potatoes are good. The green beans aren't bad. Yeah. 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 Green beans. I love edamame. Edamame is good. Ooh, are tomatoes a vegetable? Because fried yes. green tomatoes are my shit. Uh, Ooh. It's a vegetable in the sense that it's a type of uh, plant, but yeah. Pickles, guys. Oh, pickles. yeah. They are pickles. cucumbers. They are. Vinegar. vinegar is pretty good for you, honestly. Pickles are a zero-point Weight Watchers food. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little free tip there from Mac. <laughs> yeah. But if you're on Weight Watchers, you know about pickles, bro. Yeah, you are. You, you, you figured out pickles already. You've That's been like hip to pickles one. for a while now. <laughs> I don't Gosh. need to tell you about pickles. <laughs> That's out. probably the reason that Clawson has its uh, pickle shortage right now. <laughs> I actually have a really good recipe for quick pickles. Uh, maybe I'll just start giving recipes out on this thing. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> Okay, I, um, it is, let's see, one part uh, rice vinegar to about five parts water. I do recommend putting a little bit of, like, no more than a, like, a teaspoon or so of sugar. And then um, as much red pepper flakes as you want. And then, like, that's the brine. I put in, like, onions, carrots, and radishes along with cucumbers in there to kind of make, like, an Asian, like, quick oh, pickle. Yeah. yeah. Those are, it's very good. If you find that it's like you need, like, you can change that one part vinegar to five part water to kind of like match your personal Mm -hmm. taste. Like, cause I like my stuff like very vinegary. So sometimes it's like one to two, (laughs) but if that's like too strong for you, you can like water that down. (laughs) Between the carrots, red pepper flakes and uh, cucumbers, I think this may be the recipe for Eris's red and green trunks. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. We, might, we might have to post this on some sites. When you've left it in the in the fridge for like, because it'll keep for like four or five days before it starts getting like basically like too mushy. But like, yeah, by that second day, it's like pink. It's like a bright magenta. They are very good. <laughs> Listen to scientists. They've practiced. They've, they've put their, they put their 10,000 hours in. They know what they're doing. And, and they're not interested in your bullshit life to fool you. 
<laughs> yeah. Honest God. No one no one is trying no, no one cares conspiracy. that much about you anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. We care about people yes. in total. We don't like, oh, Jimbo Jones over in uh, uh Bumblefuck Alaska doesn't want to wear a mask. We'll tell him to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not out to get you because why? Why? That's that's dumb. No one wants to get you, <laughs> Karen. No it's one wants that. About- the only fear involved with wearing a mask is my fear that I'm going to kill my grandmother. <laughs> I love my grandma. I love children. You don't want to kill her with the, the virus. I thought you meant like you just start emotionally wanting to kill your grandmother when you're wearing a mask. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's, that's apparently one of the talking points of not wearing a mask is that, oh, you're just giving into fear. Yes, I don't want to kill my grandmother. Mm. I then- love and respect her. I want to keep her safe. Just be kind. Be yeah. brave enough to be kind. Enjoy this moment, but don't get complacent. Good Sit idea. Up. Wear your seatbelt. Yes. yes. Consent matters. Yes. Yeah. Black don't drink and drive. Matter. Black yeah. lives matter. Don't drink and drive. Water is life. I got yep. your bag, Z. Yeah. Maybe uh, soon we can go back to worrying about our planet and how it's doing. <laughs> oh god i i felt that one i don't i don't think we've checked in with her in a while so <laughs> if you need something to listen to yes you can enjoy as the myth turns with your cultural interns eris and z interns because we're not professionals and we're definitely not getting paid yes we are a <laughs> mythos and literature uh discussion podcast <laughs> We talk about fairy tales and stuff. Yeah. Head on over to Party Now, Apocalypse Later. At, with, with the web address partyapocalypse.com, you can fulfill all your entertainment needs. The Fourth Wall, various books, blogs, movie reviews, uh, this podcast, and the podcast we just mentioned. More yeah. podcasts probably coming soon. <laughs> yes, maybe, possibly, if we can uh, get through this year alive, which you know, is looking up. I do have a YouTube channel. It is under my name, Eris O'Reilly. No punctuation in between. Just smush it all together. That's my username. Right now, it is mostly a Let's Play video game channel. I have two series running right now on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I do Let's Play Skyrim, where I have changed Skyrim, modded it, into Legend of Zelda. And then I also have another series with my boyfriend, who is playing Darkest Dungeon, which is a very scary Lovecraftian horror game. I cannot play it. I barely can watch it through my eye, like just covering my eyes as I'm cowering and it stresses me out. Uh, so and apparently that is enjoyable for people to, to watch and listen to is to hear me being stressed because <laughs> I am loudly. Z, you got anything to plug? I got a TikTok where I do TikTok thing. <laughs> it's Oscilidoti, A-S-E-L-I-D-O-D-I. Uh, and I do fandom stuff and funny stories. So hopefully you guys like that. Z's funny. You should do that. <laughs> I try. <laughs> this is very funny. <laughs> then... We'll go back to our episode. I just want to shout con really loud. Like, (laughs) I I gotta do it. (laughs) It's good. I literally don't, I've never seen the movie of which that apparently originates. I've just seen everybody else do it. And I, I too would like to join the fun. (laughs) It, it,
I, I, I once got to a point where I thought maybe I don't like Star Trek at all, but I love Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan so much that I'm willing to give the rest of it a pass. So far, <laughs> that theory is starting to bear out a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, Khan is, he, I mean, he's Star Trek's Joker. Yeah. Khan! I just wanted to do it just once. <laughs> I like this episode a lot. I think the ending is uh, especially Mm -hmm. ominous because uh, they wonder what they'll find uh, with Khan's colony of uh, uh, of ne'er do wells, and then they find out, and it it's not good. (laughs) It's not good. There was a lot of things that I kind of like. I appreciated on a writing and a television level because, like, that's a hard decision. Do we just murder these people? Well, they did fight in a eugenics war. Seems kind of weird just to like go out and murder a people, <laughs> you right. know? Now just because we found them, and they're like, do we give them this really harsh planet? Ugh, you know, like there's there's some real like weighty decisions that are to be made in this episode. I really appreciated this one from a writing level. It, it, it's a little wobbly in parts, uh, I think, especially because they really specify the timeline of Khan, and that rapidly became pretty useless, uh, <laughs> especially by the time, you know, 1993 came and that none of that happened. Right, um, right. The line was 1993 had like several augments or uh, con-like genetically enhanced people uh, seize control of 40 countries. And I'm like, so Bill Clinton was a con? (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was something special about him other than that he could play the saxophone. (laughs) I have to stop eating cheeseburgers because... uh, (laughs) Genetic engineering only takes you so far. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, sir. It's okay. That's why he was able to not inhale. Oh, yeah. This episode was, what, 1969? Um, It aired in 67, was uh, based on the production schedule we just talked about in the last act, probably (laughs) early 67 when they shot it, yeah. Okay, the 90s is our 2050, just like how the, just like in the 90s, 2020, Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, yes, the future. 30 years from now, we'll have flying cars. Except we've been (laughs) saying that since the 1940s. Uh, And we still don't have flying cars. It's fine. I'm not salty about it. (laughs) (laughs) I think Ricardo Maltabon is a really interesting actor. I mean, so Mm -hmm. many people think of him just from Fantasy Island. But he is, I mean, he is chewing scenery to be sure. But he can stand toe-to-toe with that kind of acting with Shatner and Shatner say what you will about him. That's, that's where he lives and breathes. That is his house is mm-hmm. overacting. Yeah. And I, yeah. at one point I wrote down, I was like, I want to see Kirk and Khan have a wrestle fight. I bet it would be <laughs> ridiculous. And sure enough, we got ourselves a wrestle fight after that. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I have yeah. a question for the, the man with all the answers. Um, who wrote this episode? Excellent question. And I don't know right off the top of my head, uh, <gasps> but I haven't. Oh, it was, uh, uh, the story was by uh, writer Carrie Wilbur, uh, but the teleplay was credited to Wilbur and Gene L. Coon. Gene L. Coon is the not unsung hero, but the less sung hero of the two genes, as they call uh, uh, them in Star Trek mythos. Everything that people really start to love about the original series is not Gene Roddenberry. It's Gene L. Coon. 
It's second half of the first season and into the second season where the classic episodes become more frequent. When I saw that Gene L. Coon wrote the teleplay, I was not surprised. Is the the Carrie person a dude? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, he was. The thing that, like, had me on edge about this episode is how accurately they are portraying Khan as an abuser. And, like, how easily that woman, what was her name, MacGyver's, um, kind of got sucked in by him. Mm -hmm. And how much every single male on that show would, like, disparage MacGyver's every chance they got. And, like, treated her just like this silly woman. And then she got sucked in by this guy who gave her a little bit of attention, but then Mm -hmm. turned out to be awful. There was so much there that was so accurate. And, I don't know, just as a woman it's kind of icky to watch yes oh i can't even put it into words yes it was very icky it was like oh they wanted to tell me specifically that con is a bad guy Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'll be like he's hitting all the bad guy points (laughs) like i i've been in that relationship before so that was like really like uncomfortable to watch we've seen so much problematic behavior from heroes up until this point it Mm -hmm. it was refreshing that khan is that way but never portrayed as anything other than evil and it's not Mm. immediately clear that he's evil but as we learn more about him that's true they never tried to paint him as like a good guy yeah although some of our heroes did were like i kind of admire him yeah yeah. i was like stop admiring hitler (laughs) i know you're not walked down this road eugenics war if i may if I can just gush right now about how much of a badass Uhura is near in that one scene where they had them all rounded up in the thing. And one of Khan's people is about to slap Uhura. She fucking stood up. Yes, like, she, she was like, you're going to hit me. All right, fine. Hit me. Like she was just there. And I was like, Oh, Uhura, I love you. <laughs> and, and the Khan follower that struck, struck her. Uh, is Joaquin, and Joaquin dies like a punk-ass bitch in the movie. (laughs) He goes down for the count. Yeah, but I just love it. He, like, he moves his hand back to slap her, and she just stands up, and I'm like, oh. (laughs) But the thing in that scene, too, is like, You better knock me off my feet. Yes. (laughs) Because if I have to get up again, (laughs) you will die. (laughs) Bitch, you better kill me. Because if you miss, that's it for you. You're done. Yep. It struck me about that scene is like these guys are like super intelligent, genetically engineered creatures. And, and eventually they just get to the point like, I am a superior being. How do I work the television? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, actually, I, I do kind of want to talk about that because like that was weirdly one of the things I kind of appreciated from the writing and the casting, like the television aspect of this episode is that these are genetically created beings. They're supposed to be supermen and superior, which is very eugenics-y and historically very Nazi-ish. There are so many people of color. Yeah. Yeah. That are, ends up being like the superhumans where in this episode, they very easily could have just done, oh, it's an analogy for the Holocaust and the and, and World War II. And just like, here's these blonde-haired, blue-eyed, you know, assholes well, that are the superheroes. But they didn't go there. They went, oh, no, here, science has delivered us actual, quote, unquote, superhumans, and they're very diverse. Yep. And I did like that part. It was a little, now, 
it's weird how they have one of the darkest dudes (laughs) on the whole ship that we've seen thus far the whole series then be like this absolute villain (laughs) that I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was us. Yeah. Yeah. Also, and on top of it, on a third hand that I just grew octopus style, I'm now (laughs) even more pissed off that they cast Benadryl Cabbage Patch as Khan in like the remake. (laughs) Right. Right. Now you and Matt talk about this for years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Cumberbatch just for a moment. You can't say his real name. If you say his thrill, he's like Beetlejuice. If you say his name three times, he'll appear in a franchise that you love and ruin it. Like you can't. Uh, all right, all right. Because I like I I enjoy his work, and I I don't think he's bad in the movie, but he's bad casting for that yes. role. Yeah, he's yeah. honestly that's that's kind of his career. <laughs> he's not bad. He's, he's good just bad at casting. Like he gets casted in like the strangest fucking roles. He's good casting for Sherlock. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, that that's the only flag I'll I'll plant on that one. But okay, so there's already some weird racial workings here. He is a Sikh. Am I saying that right? Is it? Uh, I, 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 yeah. Sikh. Uh, yeah. 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 But uh, some a lot of so, people also pronounce it Sikh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, okay. uh, however you choose to pronounce it, Sikh or Sikh, presumably of Indian ancestry, mm-hmm. certainly based on uh, nomenclature. The name, yes. Uh, and, and he's played by perhaps the most celebrated, uh, or at least one of the most celebrated Mexican film and television actors mm-hmm. ever. It's a little e- ethnic equivocation that's maybe not so great and wouldn't really yeah. stand up now. But at least it was something. It, but then and then they come around to the movie and J.J. Uh, Abrams in his infinite wisdom says, <laughs> Find me the whitest man in all the land. <laughs> He may play my Indian Mexican man. Did you not want to cast a POC person as the villain? Uh, you know, like, but at the same time, like, uh, like there's Obviously. some stuff here and none of it's great. But in JJ's movies, do they even harp on his background at all? I don't recall well, and, them ever saying. And that, that leads to, yeah, that leads yeah. to, uh, I mean, they do give him his full name in the right, movie, Khan right. Noonien Singh. So yeah. uh, and but then uh, naturally Khan is one of the more iconic characters in the whole mythos. So he gets a lot of secondary material. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are actually books that detail his activities in the 90s and try to weave it in with actual 90s history that, that are pretty interesting. And then after Cumberbatch played him, they did a four-part comic book that tried to account for why Ricardo Maltaban suddenly looks like <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> and, and so they unfreeze him in the alternate universe that these movies set up. And then they're like, well, people are going to recognize that you're space Hitler. So we're going to do cosmetic surgery and make you the whitest man in all the land. Uh, Which still seems very literally whitewashing. <laughs> real <laughs> And especially because, like, even without reading the books, if I'm going from this episode and then to the remake yeah. of the movie, you're thinking there's something incredibly hinky where you know that he is this genetically modified human, and then they whitewash him with, with Benadryl Cabbage Patch, and now it's like, oh, they made him white. <laughs> and that's from a movie made seven years ago. It wasn't like they whitewashed it 60 years ago or 50 yeah. years ago, where you're like, that's not good, but, you know, in the context of the the new millennium. He whitewashed it. <laughs> in the in the show, I mean, it wasn't great, but at least they cast a 
person of color mm-hmm. as a person of color. They were yeah. reaching for the right direction, <laughs> but if they even though they didn't quite get there. Yeah. It's even made more frustrating because like the early rumors of that movie is that they were trying to get Benicio del Toro for the role of Khan. Oh my gosh. Okay. Would have been yeah. You have there's a certain Maltoban-esque twist yeah. to Benicio del Toro where you could almost see it. And then they just went, no, really any guy with a melodious voice will do. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they only casted for voice. Right. <laughs> now you've added a whole nother layer to unpack here, and yeah. none of it's good. <laughs> none of it's good. None of it's good. The one thing I wanted to add about Uhura, though, is there's the moment when the gas is starting to enter the chamber, the, the conference room, I think. Mm-hmm. And every, all the dudes start running, but Uhura's still doing her job. Yeah, yeah, she's still working. <laughs> yeah, she's still trying to fix the problem, and every boy in there is like, oh, oh no, I don't want to breathe things. <laughs> yeah. Uhura, excellent. Is this just an Uhura fan show now? Is Pretty that much, what we yeah. are? Welcome to the Uhura fan club. <laughs> like I said, I, I like some of the aspects of the writing of this episode, but like, it's also a very heavy episode. It talks about a lot of... Things that, like, maybe I'm having a reaction to it because um, we just had to deal with four more years of this. Right. <laughs> um, and, like, it was always there simmering. It really was. Yeah. But then we we start, people started saying the quiet part out loud. And it's like, we really haven't dealt with any of this. How It's now, now it's time to deal with it. Now it's time to unpack this. And then we're watching this episode from 60 years ago. <laughs> Yeah. Did I do oh, right? God, I did yeah. Right. 50, yeah, 50 years ago. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 55 yeah. almost, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, uh... also, why does he need a colony? Like, he, did he want the free labor? <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that like the understood thing there? Was like, I need colonists because I don't work for myself. <laughs> Yeah. Grow my own food? Pfft, wrong. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, it doesn't work out for them at all. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, like real bad. Real bad. And I, I think that's that's interesting because I yeah, watching this I I I don't think I'd ever really seen this episode before. Um, but I've seen the second movie many, many, many times. Because you're married um, to me. Well, even before you. Okay. <laughs> but the end of this episode where Basically, Khan is like, I have five times your strength. And I think if this was anything else and, you know, Shatner wasn't the hero, like if this were real life, there's no way Kirk would have won that fight mm-hmm. at the end. Like Khan would have killed him. Yeah. Um, and so and but, you know, Kirk just had a pipe or something. It was like, yeah, but I got a pipe I'm going to beat you with. So therefore <laughs> I win. Like, I don't know. That that part was a little off for me. I much appreciate it more in the movies where it's a kind of it's a battle it's a little bit more of a battle of wits. It's a little bit more of a, like, two two big egos clashing into each other yeah. and learning how to fight each other in less physical ways. So mm-hmm. I wish this this episode was a little bit more like that. Yeah. Um, but I do appreciate that they course correct and that middle-aged Kirk and middle-aged Khan are a little bit the movie, chiller with the beating right. each other part. The, the movie, it's interesting because Khan is the superior intellect, but Kirk has breadth of experience at that point. That's kind of the theme in the movie is that he's a calmer guy. He he knows things about starships that Khan doesn't because he just hasn't captained one for 30 years already. Ending it with a fist fight is 60s TV. Yeah, yeah. 
this seems to be their solution for so many things. <laughs> what if I just punch it? <laughs> yeah, the, the note was after they made the first pilot with Pike is that it was too cerebral, and then they said, okay, we'll just make it with a fist fight at the end of every week. <laughs> More punching. And weird, long-distance, wide-angle stunt work that doesn't look like anything. Like, like that's not Kirk. That doesn't look like Kirk. He's got different hair. He's got different <laughs> hair. Z, you got anything? I don't think so. I think you guys are all hitting it on the head. Yeah. <laughs> we, just have, we have so many opinions about this one. If I'm going to watch an original series episode, like just randomly, this is uh, at least in the top five of the ones I'll pick. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Just There's a lot more... Uh, uh, meat to this episode. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's, there's, they're doing more than just going down to a planet and wrecking the place. Right. <laughs> Unless anybody has, else has anything else, we are running a little close on time. Anybody? Anybody? Mm-mm. No. Right. Laura's a badass. Wait. Let her do all the things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did I see orange chunks this time? You may have. Ooh, oh, new colors. <laughs> <laughs> Consolidated replicator now has three <laughs> chunks of color <laughs> and chicken soup. Red, green, and now featuring orange. Oh man, that's mm-hmm. gonna Those make everyone happy. Blonde. Next time, your away team will move on to the original series. Fam, we're again, again with the fam. Yeah, uh, we are ending, you? we're close to getting to the end of season one of the original series. We are almost a third of the way through Kirk and Company's journeys. Mm. We're plugging along. If there hadn't been a pandemic, God knows where we'd be by now. You uh, know where we'd be. Uh, <laughs> uh, watching Cheers. There's Next our time. New podcast. next time we'll be watching taste of armageddon and this side of paradise spoiler alert i didn't remember much of a taste of armageddon and kind of just sat there and watched it with clear eyes so yep uh that's all i've got bye everybody bye